Today we are looking at Daniel chapter 7, verses 1 through 14. And in Daniel 7, it records one of the most amazing visions in the Bible. It tells of a strange dream Daniel had in the year of 553 BC in which God revealed to him a symbolic outline of human history stretching from Daniel's day to the very end of time. Although much of this dream has been fulfilled, the final parts are yet to be future to us. And if they are to be taken literally, as I think they must be, then trouble is on its way. The first thing that I want us to look at today is the biography and prophecy of the book of Daniel. This ancient book divides neatly into two parts. The first six chapters of biography telling the story of Daniel's deportation to Babylon and his adventures in the courts of various pagan kings. Again and again, we see him standing under uh, pressure, facing danger and death, and in the end being promoted by God to ever higher positions of power. When we come to chapter 7, the book changes from biography to prophecy. The last six chapters detail four visions given to Daniel in the last 20 years of his life. These various visions center around the nations and empires of the world, especially as they relate to God's plan for Israel. The first and greatest of these visions is found in Daniel 7. John Walwolf called this vision the most comprehensive Old Testament prophecy of the future. Many of the Jewish scribes considered it the greatest chapter of the Old Testament, and the gospel writers quoted from it on many occasions. Let's look at the four beasts from the sea. Before going any further, what I want to do is to summarize the vision. One night as Daniel was on his bed, he had a dream and then visions came to him during his dream. He saw the four winds of heaven whipping up the waters of the Mediterranean Sea. Then without warning, four beasts emerged from the sea, one after another. First came a lion with wings, then a ferocious bear raised up on one side, then a leopard with four wings and four heads and then an unidentified beast more terrible than the first three. The fourth beast had iron claws and ten horns on its head. As Daniel watched, the eleventh horn came up from among the ten horns and conquered three of them. Then the little horn began to boast of its power and to blaspheme God. At the moment thrones appeared, and the Ancient of Days, a term for God, came to judge the world. Then the little horn and the fourth beast were destroyed and cast into burning flames. Then Daniel saw the Son of Man, a term referring to the Messiah, and so recognized by both Jewish and Christian expositors, coming in power and glory to set up his kingdom on the earth. Let me put it even shorter, in even shorter form. The sea, four beasts, ten horns, the little horn, arrogant words, the ancient of days, judgment, the son of man, his kingdom on the earth. 
Now let's go to the statue and the four beasts. This is what Daniel saw, but what did it mean? We can make a useful comparison between uh, his dream or this dream and the dream King Nebuchadnezzar had in Daniel 2. In that dream, the king saw a vast statue made of four metals, head of gold, chest of silver, thighs of bronze, legs of iron, feet of mixed iron and clay. A stone cut out of a mountain hits the statue and its feet, the iron and clay part, smashing it to bits. Then the stone grew until it filled the whole earth. Daniel explained to the king that the four metals represent four successful world empires, decreasing in value from the top to the bottom, but increasing in strength. Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian Empire was the head of gold. Three other empires would come later. We know from history that those empires were the Medo-Persian Empire, the Greece Empire, and the Roman Empire. Uh, Daniel explained that the feet of iron and clay represented the breakup of the fourth kingdom into the various countries, some strong and some weak. The stone that hit the feet represents the second coming of Jesus Christ to destroy all man-made kingdoms and to establish his kingdom on the earth. How do these two dreams relate to one another, you ask? In the second half of Daniel 7, the angel tells Daniel that the four beasts represent four kingdoms. The four great beasts are four kingdoms that will rise from the earth. But the saints of the Most High will receive the kingdom and will possess it forever. Yes, ever and ever. We find that in Daniel chapter 7, verses 17 and 18. The sea Daniel saw was really the sea of humanity, the churning, rolling turmoil of people and nations and politics and armies as first one group and then another vies for power. Out of that chaos, four kingdoms emerged, visually symbolized by the four beasts, one after another. In the last days, there will be a fifth kingdom, the kingdom of God on the earth, which will be established when the Lord Jesus returns in power and glory, great glory, may I add. Let me uh, go over one more thing before I close out this session together. The world as God sees it. Let's put these, uh, the two dreams side by side and make comparisons. Babylon, gold lion, Medo-Persian, silver bear, Greece, bronze, leopard, uh, Rome, iron, unnamed, ferocious beast. What about the feet and toes of iron and clay? They approximate the ten horns of Daniel 7. What about the little horn who becomes dominant? He is mentioned in Daniel 7, but not in Daniel 2. One final question. What are the four empires referred to as metals in one dream and beasts in another? Answer, the statue of Nebuchadnezzar's dream shows us the empires of the world as man sees them, beautiful, precious, highly valued, and deserving of our praise. 
In Daniel 7, we see the same kingdoms as God sees them. They are ferocious beasts bent on conquest, plunder, destruction, and and domination. God sees beyond the glitter of the world to the depraved nature inside the heart of every human ruler. He isn't fooled by mighty armies, hanging gardens, vast palaces, and sumptuous feasts. He knows that the heart of man is the heart of a beast. It is desperately wicked and full of evil. Daniel 7 also shows us the nature of every kingdom built by man. They are earthly, brutal, destructive, and ultimately temporary. Nothing made by the hands of man lasts forever. One kingdom falls, another rises, only to fall and have its place taken by yet another kingdom. The same is true in the business world, the corporate world, and in every field of human endeavor. The lion rises only to be defeated by the bear who falls to the leopard who is crushed by the unnamed beast. And so it goes. This is the history of humanity until the end when Jesus Christ finally comes back to earth. Then and not only uh, and not until then, all earthly kingdoms are finally replaced by the kingdom of God. And that kingdom will last forever. What a message. What a text. And I hope that uh, you will find this today very interesting as we continue in the prophecy of the book of Daniel. God bless you.